0: Okay, Coach. So you are now officially in your new location. And uh, we're going to be doing our Zoom meetings to record our podcast as well as our coaching intensive. There's a lot of things still up in the air, so we'll be talking about that in the future. But there's some exciting things to go going on, but there's also a lot of transition. So I thought after we introduce ourselves, we'll just tackle that topic, because I bet you probably 99.9% of the population is going through some type of transition. Yes, they are. So uh, my name is Sherry Wilson. I'm the owner of Genius Communication, business consultant, social media uh, person, and I like to give away my best stuff for free.
1: Wonderful. My name is Greg McNeil, and i um, Every time I get to this point, I realize how much things are changing for me. Um, But I'm still the same funny guy, always searching for truth and knowledge, seeking to uh, support the clients we serve at the highest level that, you know, I am capable of um, collectively. And I am enjoying the continued pursuit of knowledge that helps me to not only enjoy my life, but help those, who we serve, enjoy those more fully, their lives more fully.
0: I love it. And I'm still just getting great feedback, Coach, on our um, podcast. In fact, I might have gotten an email from Nick where he needs it immediately. (laughs) Mm. Um, Nope, nope, we're good. Okay, thank goodness. I was like, uh uh-oh, I better check that before we get started. Well, Mm. okay, so the reason I wanted to discuss transition with you is because one of the things that you're really good at is uh, actually navigating through transition, and um, so with, I think what I'll, I'd like to do is maybe just give a little bit of background and some of the things I've I've been learning, and mm-hmm. then just you know whatever you've got that comes on your mind, Coach, will just flow. But so um, with like there, and it's almost like major transitions come in like seasons I don't know if that's true but it it, sounds good yeah it seems like that I mean anytime I think about any major life things usually it's like in clusters and so one transition would obviously be you moving uh, out from you know where I live and so we're we were navigating through that and it's now official uh, here in June and then we've got um, well now it's July but we've got um, that and then uh, I have a family member that uh, almost died, and so, um, you know, just very close to me, and uh, he's in a different town, and so just navigating through that process of taking care of his properties and trying to get to see him and travel and just all of those things. And, uh, uh, you know, but it, I mean, my dad won't mind if I tell you it's my dad. And so uh, what happened is that we're we're both really close, and we've always been close. And he's still in the hospital, so it was, you know, some of the things that we teach people and that we use in our life really came in handy because I had uh, bought, you know, a plane ticket. and, And it may seem like something that's minor, but, you know, when you're faced with these things, it's almost like your mind can have a rough time making decisions. And I had a certain amount of time to get my money back. And I really did want to go. And um, I kind of need to just relax. But there was no way I was going to have him sent home and me not be there. you know. So that was one of the things that was in the air. Anyway, try to get as much information as you can from you know, mm-hmm. hospitals. And right. it's basically like he's probably going to be here a while longer. And either way, we're going to need to send him to a temporary facility for more advanced care before we send them home and I was still on the fence and so I talked to him this morning and told him I said you know what do you think and like I was telling you he was a truck driver so from the time I was 16 I was pretty much running the household Uh, he was on the road you know five to six months sometimes eight months on the road and then my grandparents lived right across the street so they would watch over me and stuff and and uh, so we're used to just talking on the phone you know so anyway, he said, well, what what kind of trip is it? Is it business or for fun? And so I told him, you know, I said, my mom, his ex-wife, you know, is coming to visit this weekend. And I was going to go back with her and then fly back Monday, uh, the 11th. And he, he said, well, Lilyn, you need to go. Don't worry about me. And uh, I said, I don't know. I, I feel like a crud. That was one of our names when we were growing up. You know, like if we felt bad, we were like, we feel like a crud. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, no, no, he said, there's really nothing you can do. And um, you're, you know, in a different town, you'd only get to see me once a week. Anyway, you go and have that that trip. And uh, so after I got off, you know, I was still kind of on the fence. But I was like, you know what, I will not live by obligation. Um, I will definitely do what I say I will do. So You know, if I give my word, uh, people, you know, they can take that money to the bank. You know, I mean, I I will do what I say. Uh, Mm -hmm. But when it comes to imposition or even internal imposition uh, of here, you've had this conversation. I could tell my dad was fine. um, Mm -hmm. There's no problem me going. I felt Mm -hmm. like this internal pressure of how can I go on this trip, which has been planned for a while, but how can I go on this trip and have fun while he's sitting in a hospital bed, you know? And so that was really tough for me. And then I realized, you know, my dad would let me know if it bothered him, um, by his tone of voice. He may not tell me straight out, but I would be able to tell by his voice. And, uh, and he sounded great. So I decided that I was not going to live by obligation I was going to go ahead and go. Plus, like I was telling you, I had a gut feeling. Like every time I would go to cancel that ticket, I just had a feeling in my gut, don't cancel it. So um, I learned that, okay, so transition, it can be good things, and it can also be unexpected things that are imposed upon us that we didn't ask for, right?
1: That's right.
0: I found my core value of being authentic and clear communication where I'm actually listening, not just hearing, and then mm-hmm. going by my core values of not living under imposition obligation, help me make a decision that is a tough decision. And I pretty mm. much knew if I stayed, I would just be here working. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't be there anyway. So yeah. that that was really helpful, Coach. Now, I can't say that the stress hasn't been tough because there's been lots of other transitions, but, um, But that was a lesson for me this past week, actually three weeks, of making sure that you have those good core values, almost like personal policies, in place for times like these. You
1: have to. You have to. And I think what you did was, you know, you checked in, right, which is something that's really important, right? You know, you checked in to make sure it's like, hey, do you really need me? right? Mm -hmm. Because what you're saying is true. Keeping your word is not the same thing as living a life of obligation. You know, um, when we start talking about obligation, now we're getting into various tyrannies of shoulds, right? Yeah. You should do this, you should do that. You know, you should be in this relationship, not that relationship, this job, that job. You need to do all of these other things instead of taking care of yourself first right? Mm -hmm. Um, And when we do that, we are unhappy people, you know? So it's like the person who says, well, I did all of these things for other people and they're miserable. Yeah. Right. And it's like, so you didn't do a good work then. Yeah. You were obligated. So you did it because you were obligated, but you didn't do it in the spirit of, you know, service or whatever that is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. No,
0: keep going, coach.
1: So I'm just saying, so you check in with your dad and he's like, look, I know you, I know you'd be here, right? And I also know if I really needed you to be here, uh, I'd look at my watch and the next thing I know, I would expect to see you walking through the door. Absolutely. So he had enough insight to say, I am not going to burden your life, right? Right. Go do what you need to do. That's truth and authenticity right there. I mean, that's that's at its finest, right? Mm-hmm. So now you still get to carry your dad inside, wishing him well, checking in on him. But you also get a chance to continue to go and experience your life. Even though it's a transition, you needed to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and it's funny how people put obligation on you. Oh, man, my back coach... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have if to stretch. Up. It's like ridiculous. I know what stowed me up this time. It's like a whole list. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's very true. And what was funny is my mother and my sister, you know, both of them like, you know, don't feel obligated to come, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's y'all. Yeah. I don't feel obligated. And it's, yeah. it is rare that I will do things out of obligation. But, you know, mm-hmm. that... A uh, situation of doing what you say that requires that you're careful with your yeses and your no's.
1: Yes, it does. Yes, it. yes, it does. Right? It's like you know, keep your mouth shut until you know for sure. Because what you know, your words are going to return to you. You know, you'll hear somebody say, "Well, you said." Yep. You promised, right? Yep. Yeah. Don't don't do it if it's not true. <laughs> if you don't feel that, don't do it.
0: Yeah. So that that really um, helped me a lot in the decision making process. So um, living again under obligation and position, uh, definitely I feel a, you know like a how would I say it? you know you take care of family. you know I definitely have that as a core value, but he is taken care of and um, and I'm happy he's in good hands. The other thing that uh, we talked in our pre-show that I thought was a great truth and I remembered who it was from, it's from a guy named Tim Sheets. And I think I'm phrasing it right, but he said, be aware of where storms take you. And that was really interesting to me because like a lot of times when there's storms in life, you know, we automatically think they're a bad thing. But yeah. I had a recent example of that coach that um, I heard that saying after the, the situation that I think might help some people. So um, I have had, uh, we call it the hub, and we're going to still be the hub, just we won't have a location. And, hang on. Uh, and uh, so anyway, we've got the hub, and it's, you know, where we have church services on Sunday. And I've told them the whole, you know, four years we've been in there, uh, I'm not a pastor. Uh, I will never be a pastor. Um, that's just not who I am. I am a marketplace minister. Um, I am a businesswoman. and uh, But we've had some good times in there. You know, we've had good uh, worship. We've had good teaching. Because I'm a pretty darn good teacher, by the way, Coach.
1: That's right.
0: And uh, so um, we had a couple, you know, like one lady that um, got offended and she left and I didn't really care that much, not because I don't care about her, but just I knew it was coming, so it wasn't a surprise. Um, But then what happened, and this was a storm, is uh, there was one individual that I don't know what I or we did. I don't know anything. They've not communicated. But um, they just decided, or he decided, I don't know if it was both of them, I think it was the one, to just basically cut us all off. And, Mm. Coach, it broke my heart. Mm. And uh, I don't cry easy, but I did on that one. And, uh, you know, won't communicate, um, won't tell you what, you know, so you can actually solve a problem, you know. And then, you know, comes the irritation of, well, you know, we've just been cut off like we're trash, like something you would put, you know, next to a dumpster. Um, Mm -hmm. You wouldn't, you know, that person wouldn't do that with, you know, furniture they're restoring or reclaim wood, but people just cut them off and don't communicate and tell what you did. So that day that happened, I'm like, um, I'm not doing this anymore because I don't have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's right. That's and uh, so I contacted my kiddo. He's on the board, and I contacted a couple other board members. I told them, I said, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, I love our Friday times together, but as far as this Sunday stuff, and I said, I, I've never wanted to church, never wanted to be a pastor. I'm not one, and everybody knows it. Um, And I'd like to go ahead and, and just shut it down. And everybody was like, absolutely, you know, you're— Your focus, who you've designed to be, is elsewhere. And you know that by creating that environment, it's created those types of problems. Because you're around people that aren't always like-minded, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, so that was a relief, but it was another transition, another thing on top of my dad that I was going through. And what I did, and this is going to be, I think, helpful for people, and I'd like you to maybe... Share what you're thinking, coach. But what I did is when this happened, I did not make a decision at the height of emotion. Right. But what I did do is I stopped and I said, this is a great opportunity to examine some needed changes. Yeah. That was instant. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, whatever is wrong with this individual, that's. If you're not going to communicate, that's on you. But I used it as an opportunity to look for the opportunity. And I remember when that happened, I immediately said, this is a bridge of incidents.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we did a podcast on that and they can go back, you know, and, and listen to it. And I'm like, this is a bridge of incidents. And so I really began to carefully and methodically look at options and things, get good communication again, because it's it's nice to have advisors right around you that are in agreement or that can challenge your thinking. Mm-hmm. And um and then I delivered the news last week and everybody is in a hundred percent agreement on the direction. So What do you think on that, Coach? What are some thoughts that you have? I know I'm talking a little bit more than usual, but.
1: No, I think that's perfect. You know, one of the things that um, I think that we, we may not always learn this when we're younger, but as we continue to mature um, and assuming that we have our eyes open, we begin to recognize that a lot of the activities that we participated in, even though it might've felt like you're doing a great thing, You get to a point where something happens and whatever that is, is happening. You can we can phrase it using whatever language, but ultimately it changes your course, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Right. And and so we can say, well, that change in course is a transition. And when you know you have to make that transition, you can feel it. And if you don't, you can tell it's like, let's say, for instance, you stay at the hub. All of a sudden, you quickly find out, I don't feel good here, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to provide the service that you would have been doing because you're no longer in the right place. You felt it now and you have to go. And then you have those people who may not have been listening to you all those years, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you make the announcement, it's time to go and then they sort of like rebel or they become disgruntled in some way, right? Mm-hmm. They're telling you. It's like, you know what? You needed to leave that person, that group of individuals, because they're not growing.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Well, when we're going to stay together, uh, the people that left were before this, but you're right. Um, you don't want to try to hang on to relationships that are not serving you uh, well
1: that's right i mean and that's and that's really where i'm at right there it's like look we can't stay in the same place we just never can even though it looks like you might be in the same building we are always meant to evolve and if we're meant to evolve that means that transition then is a natural part of our life just like winter goes into spring spring into summer and into fall right Mm -hmm. so the cyclical nature of the universe we're not separate from that process. And once we recognize that it's like boom, it hit you and you mm-hmm. said, you know what? I actually go, have to go and do what I'm I feel like I'm designed, what I'm born to do, what I'm called to do, what I desire to do. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, your service takes off, it excels, it expands, right? Yeah. And you feel better at the process. Yes
0: yeah and uh, what was also interesting is one of the things we talked about in the bridge of incidents was that when you are at that point if you make the decisions that are true to your uh, self and who you are, you'll actually uh, enter into a place of opportunity And one of the things that was interesting is you know after uh, we all had that discussion, we're all in agreement you know it's absolutely great and we're fine with it Well Then I'm like okay do I keep the building itself because I will be conducting trainings I might do some you know intensives and things in there so I was like do I need to keep that and so that was another decision all of us were like you know either way you know we're good well when I looked at the money I'm like no I don't want to you know by the time you add up the utilities and rent and all that stuff I'm like I don't want to do that but I will need a location so what I did is I spoke to an individual um, the other day that I'm very involved with, a local organization, and I was telling them, you know, what was going on. And I asked if I could, you know, rent their place occasionally as needed. And then also I might need Saturdays. Do they allow that? And the individual's like, uh, we trust you. So yes, you can use Saturday, but also you don't need to pay a dime. Mm -hmm. and that was because I give away my best stuff for free, and every month I have been in there giving my best stuff away for free. And so that, to me, is an investment that Mm -hmm. I've been making for almost five years, Mm -hmm. and now I'm going to be able to have this opportunity that I would not have had if I would have stayed where I was. And so it's like you know, I mean, I don't want to, you know, just like get into spiritualization, but it is a law of the universe that what you sow, you reap, right? And so just sowing excellent service and pouring out my best for free for people is now producing that harvest. So you don't want to get weary Right, You don't want to get weary in it, but you also want to be smart and strategic. So because of this move and because of the relationship and my commitment to this organization, now I'm going to be saving the nonprofit hundreds of dollars a month. And we can divert those funds to things that we know we're supposed to be doing that have nothing to do with a formal church setting, right? So it's just like the whole thing— It's not been fun, and it's been a little, you know, stressful, and it's been a little bit sad, but there's good things going on. And so, again, you know, living a life of integrity, of excellence, of giving, and then also what do you want to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. has been a really um, strong decision-making component during transitions.
1: You know, Sherry, that's wonderful. I just would add this now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. The bridge of incidents is always transition and opportunity, mm-hmm. right? So um, the I would say that our perspective is chief in determining whether or not if we have calamity or if we have opportunity, right? Yeah. But we also are required to be aware of what we're doing right? And I think that's something that's really important. That's really what you can hear in your conversation. You know exactly what you're doing, where you're going, what you want to do. So when those things start hitting you, the transitions and the challenges, all they do is really help to sharpen your decision-making process, right? Do you know clearly what you want to do and where you're going with your energies? And when you describe your alignment with that, you begin to realize you feel better, mm-hmm. right? You feel at ease. And when we don't feel at ease, um, you feel that nervousness, your stomach is upset, or I think the word you used was weary, mm-hmm. right? I would say to the listener, be aware if you have that kind of thought or feeling going on for you, weary, because you should not be weary in doing the things that you love because they energize you right. right um that's not the same thing as saying hey look you had a 14-hour day one day or uh, you know you maybe you did something for 24 hours and it's like whoo man i'm tired i need to sleep mm-hmm. right that's a completely different experience than you know uh, i don't know if i can really do this you start having doubts and things like that because when you say weary Weary brings on all of those other sort of like thoughts in your mind. And ultimately, it's a question. You are questioning what you are doing when you get to that place of being weary, right? And so when you're not in that place and you know you're doing what you need to do because you feel better and you just described all of the opportunity that came from making a decision that wasn't aligned with you.
0: Yeah. And you know, another sign, Coach, when you're talking about being aware of things, was a feeling that life had gotten flat.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: That was interesting. um, Because I asked one lady, she's like a mama, and I said, what are you thinking? She said, I think things have just gotten flat. And uh, I was like, you know, I I agree. And I took note of that because I thought, man, you know, it's one thing to where you're overcoming obstacles to your dream and you're not going to stop. In those times, you have... Still, that sense of purpose and you're you're moving forward, and you're not going to be stopped, but you're also flexible and you know taking those you know detours if needed, but this was different. this was not that it was like this is no longer alive, yeah, and so there needs to be some change interjected here, there needs to be some life injected back into the vision and when I actually looked at the vision the original vision I'm like we're not doing any of that we're not doing any of that so that was another thing is I had the vision I had written down things I had things in place where I could go and look at those things and be like yeah that's not who we are and we need to be doing this work because that's what makes us feel alive so that was really interesting too is again, having that clear vision and going back to it and looking at it. And even my um, DCA statement, I'm like, that ain't what we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was all the tools, you know, that we use and the things that we teach people, they really do help you navigate through life well. Plus I had high quality relationships around me, you know, that could feel that they could share and they could, you know, like I mean, some people probably wouldn't tell me that. They wouldn't want to hurt right. my feelings, right? And I'm like, yeah, right. no, I agree. Absolutely, it's been flat. That's a good word, you know. So it's being open to communication and people's insight, while at the same time them being brave enough to share it. That way, you've got that high quality communication, and you can do life.
1: Yes, you can. You know, um, you talk about the the DCA and the principles that we talk about. I am not sure how many years I've been keeping, you know, recording my work, the journals that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And there was a time in my life where I thought, am I ever going to be settled down? And then I realized something. That thought doesn't belong to me. It belongs to someone else. That's not my life path, right? And I was thinking, because I was sitting down doing some writing the other day, and it's like where I'm at home everywhere I go, Mm -hmm. everywhere. And everywhere I go, especially nowadays, I've learned that there was something for me to do,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Something
1: for me to learn. And it adds to my service that if I didn't go to those places and I tried to make myself take root in some spot and just stay only there, my life would have been flat. It would have been unlived. Mm -hmm. My service would have been impacted because the things that I'm able to share are directly a result of my travels and the things that I've learned, right? Yeah. It's like, you've been here for a while, it's time to go. You've been here for a while, it's time to go. But You don't leave anything. You don't leave anyone. You just go to the next step and your life continues to be enriched, right? Now, for the listener, I'm not suggesting that your life looks like mine. But what I am saying quite clearly is you need to know what your life is because if you don't want your life to be flat, you need to make sure that the life that you're living is your design. Right. And not someone else's, and not an imposition, not a paradigm, a tyranny of the should, right? This is what you should be doing when you get to 55 or 65 years old. No, it's not what you should be doing. What you should be doing is what you know you should be doing, whatever that is for that yeah. person. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's good, coach. Uh, I told a client yesterday she um, has been, she wanted to I- incorporate exercise into her life. And okay. her morning's not going how she thinks it should.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And finally, I said, "Well, then, you know, you don't want it like that. So, what do you want? You know?" Come on again, Sherry, say it again. You don't say want it. it. So That's I that. asked her, you know, I'm like, "What do you want?" And and I said, "Because it's obvious, it's not that." And uh, and she said, "Well, you know what? At the time when I was wanting that." And I'm like, no, you didn't want it. You felt like you needed it. And she's like, well, that's true. <laughs> I said, she said that you know her life was so busy. She felt like she needed more time. And um, and she said, but now it's calmed down, and I'm finding I I am just not doing it. And I said, well, then here's the reality. The reality is that unless you create desire, which I had you know taught her a little bit on that, um, there's no excuse the next time you're busy. For you not having this habit in place yeah you will know that you did this no one else did but at the same time if you don't want to do it don't but don't blame anybody else don't blame work don't blame anything when you find that pressure on you again so it's kind of like you know let's be real if you wanted it you would have done it right
1: That's exactly right. This is what we say. It's like when we confront the BS, all we're saying is we're confronting your thinking. Right. So if you place in positions in your mind, we're here to remove them for you to say, hey, look, you're not exercising because you don't want to exercise. Mm -hmm. And once you come to grips with that truth, then you're ready for whatever the next step is for you in this particular case, right? In this example.
0: What was interesting, she's actually kept up her exercising, but I think she kind of felt that she was lacking something because she uh, signs up for challenges. And when she does challenges, she does them like she'll exercise. And uh, I said, that's a tool that that's not a value statement. That's not implying that you're without strength or any of that you wanted it so you got a tool and that tool is making sure that what you really wanted you're doing in fact i would suggest doing that for at least a year because eventually your body will crave movement and it's it's so ingrained in your thinking you'll do it anyway But it's like, get the tools you need, get the things that will help you stay on track while you're cultivating that new thing in your life. But don't feel bad if you have to have some tools to help you along.
1: I mean, life is skill acquisition at every level, everything around us. You know, if we're talking about nature, we use the word instinct, right? Well, sure, you could call it that, but it's skill, right? Survival is a skill. OK. At every level on the planet. Right. Um, and so we always need tools because they, they help us to improve. Right. And I would say, in addition to that, our value system, our core values are going to determine exactly what type of tools we incorporate into our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what we're going to use. And, uh, and we again, we just need to know that. Um, so I have to tell you this. So I see a good friend of mine. His name is Jim. Uh, he's my attorney and friend. We've been knowing each other now for, I don't know how long he couldn't wait until I got back into Albuquerque. He's just been blowing up my phone. It's like, look, dude, you're acting like you're trying to date me or something. Right. Well, anyway, he sees me, um, last week for the first time, Mm -hmm. he looks at me and he says, you're thin. I thought thin? (laughs) I said, what are you talking about? And then he says, well, maybe you're not thin, but you've changed. And I said, well, Jim, I was never built to carry all that extra weight. Right. That's not who I am by design. So As we chuckled about it a little bit, but in my head, right, even though we were talking, but in my brain, there was what you call like force fields, because even though he's a good friend of mine, I was repelling what was coming out of his mouth until he got to a place of speaking about his truth instead of projecting on what he thought he saw with me. Right? (laughs) I was like, look, this is what I'm born to do. I get here into Albuquerque. I get some stuff in this house. What's the first thing I do? Bam. I head straight to the mountains, right? Because that is my relationship. And I'm like, look, if you're not efficient, you're losing. So if I'm carrying all that extra weight, I'm not efficient. But nobody gets to look upon me and say, that guy's too thin. Right. Right. Because they don't know the life I live. But just in case they think they want to challenge me, as they say nowadays, bring your receipts. If you're that good, take a walk with me right now, then. Just get up and go. No excuses. I don't want to hear your back pain, your knee pain, your whatever. It's like, let's go. And when it's like, well, that's the point. The minute they come with that, I said, that's what you see when you look at me right now. I don't have a... Well, I'm just like, bam, I'm in the mountains. Or in this case here, bam, you just made another decision. And so when they say, Sherry, you're always moving, you're always moving because you're in line with what you know you're here to do. Mm -hmm. And so and it's always going to look that way. So we could be talking about things that sound diverse. But in truth, there's absolutely nothing different about those at all. It's just a different form. It's like water when it's frozen, we call it ice, but it's still H2O, right? Yeah. You know, because everything that we're talking about leads to health and it leads to life.
0: Yeah. Do you have any other suggestions, Coach, before we finish up on people that are, you know, facing decisions uh, in the midst of transition?
1: So I'm a big fan of the paper paper and the pen. Me too. Okay. And if we're talking about facing transitions that we would call important Mm -hmm. to me, I would say to the listener, take some time to write down what it is that you think you want next or the direction that you are moving to because without being able to sort of like take that out of your head so you can see it and then sort of like reincorporate what you're looking at, you're just going to repeat the same pattern. Right. It may, you might move to a different location, but you're still doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. So I'm saying, dear listener, if you're going through a transition and you want to help yourself, write out those things that you're really after. Right. What do you? When your transition has concluded in this phase, what would your life look like and how would you know, right? What would be the difference? And if they're not able to clearly see that, then they don't really know what they're dealing with, you know? So write it down, right? Write it down. That becomes your testimony and then watch what happens for you next.
0: And if you're not in any type of transition, especially major transition, I would suggest that you get those things clarified now. You
1: Son, know, you, you are gonna have one.
0: You don't want to wait until the you know what's in the fan, right? You wanna make sure you have those and really you have your core values and boundaries, but make sure those are extremely clear. Make sure that your thinking is in line with those things, not what other people put on you or society. And yeah. uh and make sure that those are what guide you. But the question of what you want and what you want life to look like, you wanna get that picture now before that bridge of incidents approaches or that storm shows up in your life you need to have those things in place and then don't panic just say okay this might be a time to start asking questions and making the necessary changes uh, so that I have the life I want like don't get you know even mad and fussy about what you're going through allow your authenticity to guide you through the process
1: Uh, I think that's, I think that's beautiful. Uh, um, Reach out, reach out. So this is what I'm saying to the listener. Um, And I'll just end with this. There's only two things that ever happened in life, really, when we're talking about dealing with one another, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's really all about relationships. Yeah. Right. Okay. So there's only two things that's always occurring in relationship. You are either edified. Instructed, corrected in that relationship, which means that they are helping you to advance your interests, or you're being torn down, right?
0: Yes. And
1: because you don't really get to stay in place, but you're not living that life that you want to live. If you're dealing with, you're talking to somebody, they either make you feel good about the direction that they're going, or they're tearing you down. Know the difference. Um, in the sources of information that you have around you. Yes. Right? So if they're listening to you and they know that they've been in a situation that requires a transition Sherry, Mm -hmm. right, and they're not sure, they need to be dialing your phone number, right? Mm -hmm. They need to be tuning into this podcast because what we're saying is we're here to help you, right? But we don't know what you need until you reach out
0: that's good coach um the contact information's in our show notes and uh please leave a review um in uh, apple podcast i don't know if anchor and spotify and them allow that but uh if people would do that and we will be having some information soon hopefully for our next intensive but i think right now i'm just trying to get through all the transitions in the summer
1: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah man it's like look at this i was like training my dogs preparing for my hunt um I start a new position next week. And in addition to that, you know, I start my uh, doctoral program in September, but I'm already doing the work right now. So it's like I already uh, feel like an octopus with all those arms going, right? (laughs) Me too. it's just getting started.
0: (laughs) Me too. But we've got some good stuff in the works in the future. So, Coach, since I'll be out of town next week, I just want to let the listeners know we will not have a podcast uh, because, I mean, I'll be – gone and probably hanging out with my sister so um but we'll we'll have what we need the next the next one so if you're okay with that coach i think we'll just have a a week off and we'll come back when i get back into town
1: oh that sounds good to me
0: all All right. right